once again to the sales pipeline. Catch your board and ride along with our master blaster, Matt Hines. Hey, Matt. How we doing, Paul? I'm good. Well, we were struggling to get our next guest on the line here, but we finally did here. You know, I think one of the one of the one of the uh, it's it's one of the challenges, but one of the blessings of having such amazing guests on this show that uh, sometimes uh, they are they are so busy, uh, so in demand uh, that if it takes an extra couple minutes to get them on, I'm not worried about that. And I believe if I'm if if my social media uh, tentacles are correct, we've got uh, our guest today calling in from uh, out of the country internationally. So appreciate her taking the time to do it. Uh, we'll get to Jill Rally here in a second, but uh, thanks very much, everyone, for joining Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, we are two days away from the unofficial start of summer, uh, Memorial Day weekend. It is almost the end of May. We are now five months through the year. Uh, if you are selling on a quarterly basis, you've got one more month to go until the end of Q2. It just seems like this stuff is flying by. Uh, crazy times. I know if you're in sales and if you're like me trying to close stuff by the end of the year, end of the month, having a three-day weekend is great, except for it's right before the end of the month. So um, blessing and a curse not to have those selling days. And uh, our guest today is someone who is very familiar with the grind at the end of the month and the end of the quarter. And, uh, you know, most of the time was well ahead of the game uh, in most of those months and quarters. So Jill Rowley, uh, the queen of social selling with us today. Jill, thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here, Matt Hines. How are you? I am great. Uh, I feel like every time I see you on the Facebook or on Instagram or somewhere else, you are in someone else's office. You are on a stage somewhere. You are all over the world, literally all over the world, uh, evangelizing modern selling and and social selling. So really appreciate you being here today. Um, Where are you today? (laughs) Yeah, so today I'm in Toronto. I got here on Monday and um, I'm spending a whole week in Toronto visiting a bunch of uh, startup companies and then also uh, meeting with a future advocate. I don't call them prospects. Nobody wants to be a prospect in your database. And so I'm actually calling in from uh, their office now. We just took a, a quick break in our in our session, and I'm calling in from their office in Toronto. That's awesome. Well, if, you, if you're if you in B2B marketing or sales and you don't know Jill Rowley, uh, I don't know where the hell you've been for a while. You can check her out at jillrowley.com, R-O-W-L-E-Y. Uh, Jill has spent the last several years you know, walking the walk, uh, not just talking the talk. She's a top sales rep uh, for Eloqua, for Oracle, uh, spent time at salesforce.com, and she now spends her time evangelizing uh, modern B2B sales, uh, social selling. And you know, Jill, I think you've been out, is it, has it been a year? two years since you left Oracle and just seems like you've been on a whirlwind since then. What are some of the things that you're seeing in the market? What are the, some of the things that you're spending the most time evangelizing and talking about to B2B sales teams? Yeah, so it's a great question. Yeah, I've been on my own for a little over two years now. And while I was at Oracle, I wasn't actually carrying a quota at Oracle. Um, after 52 quarters of carrying a quota at Salesforce and Eloqua, uh, I was ready to make a change. And when Eloqua was acquired by Oracle, they brought me in to design uh, and deploy and drive adoption of a global social selling program. And so part of that, I really put it into three buckets. Like I was going around evangelizing and selling internally the why, the why do social selling. I was educating people at all levels, executive levels, uh, individual quota carrying sales rep levels, marketing levels, the what is social selling, and then designing a curriculum, a, a, a training curriculum on teaching them how to do social selling. So 
um, a lot of you know, social is just an incremental channel in uh, the sales professional's uh, communication vehicle. The phone's not dead, email's not going away. Social is incremental, but increasingly becoming more important because the buyer is spending more time uh, in digital and social. So I'm really talking about sales transformation and go really deep on social selling. And it's refreshing to hear you say that, you know, some of the traditional channels are not in fact dead. I think, you know, I've, I've gotten used to people that are that say certain things or certain initiatives, certain channels are dead, usually are trying to sell you something on whatever the new alternative is. Uh, but to hear you say that social selling is an extension uh, of what we're doing, I think really speaks to what, what I'm hearing more from the marketplace these days as social selling seems to mature that you know it, it, there's a lot of organizations and, and industries that still need to need to drink the kool-aid so to speak about social selling but really social selling is just a refined and advanced a, a, a an updated way of selling and uh, you know I think you you're a great I mean you don't know if you remember this you're a great example of this from way back when I remember you know when I didn't we didn't really know each other that well um, I invited you to just do an interview for our blog um, at HeinzMarketing.com. And, you know, I went, you know, see you at conferences, you know, would see you connecting with people, just providing a ton of value. And I, for a long time, did not know you were in sales. I assumed you were an evangelist for or for Eloqua. I assumed that you were someone in, somewhere in marketing and were just, you know, your job was to connect with people. And I think when I combined the, the, th- the, 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 the fact that you were in sales and also one of the top sales reps, that was one of the first things for me that re- really reinforced just how powerful social selling can be as a differentiator for salespeople. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And and what I noticed, and I think I had the, the advantage of, you know, I was a sales professional, quota-carrying sales professional, but my buyer was marketing. So for over a decade, the people who bought from me were in largely in the marketing department. And so I, you know, one of the things, I've got some guiding hashtags, and uh, the first one is know thy buyer. Right? So to be an effective sales professional, you need to understand the world in which your buyer lives. You need to understand the, the industry that they work in, the demographic that they work in. You need to know thy buyer. And so, you know, what I saw selling into marketing, I saw this changing buyer and how the buyer was transforming, how the buyer was moving more of their of their research to the web. They were leveraging content to self-educate. And so I saw this happening in marketing, and it just naturally translated to how I needed to sell as well. And knowing that, you know, really buyers are allergic to salespeople, not really to salespeople, but they're allergic to being sold. Nobody wants to be sold. I've just always had this, my job isn't to sell you. My job is to help you. Ultimately, I hope that in helping you, I'm going to help you buy my product or service as well. But largely, you know, my job is to build relationships that, you know, really have credibility and trust and last a long time. And and I don't think of it as I don't think of it as selling, Matt. I really and I'm not weak. Like I'm I've been a quota crusher. I crush my quota. It's not that I you know am all like hokey and, uh, you know, do yoga every day and, you know, meditate and nothing's wrong with those things either, but, um, but that's just the mindset. So I think, I think it's, it's not just a, a new skill and a new tool. It's really a mindset of the modern seller. She has to be one who's willing to help. 
Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, the there are, you know, anytime there's a new concept, anytime there's something new that, that is disruptive to the way people are traditionally used to doing things, I think sometimes people's uh, first reaction is to disparage that and disparage the people doing it. And it's easier to do that sometimes when you've got someone that is uh, talking and hasn't necessarily done it. And I think, you know, what I think where you get a lot of credibility uh, for yourself kind of uniquely is the fact that you have done it. You are doing this work and, and exceeding quota on a consistent basis. And this, you know, what you're, what you preach now and what you evangelize to companies all over the world is, is this format that isn't just theoretical. It's not just, it's not just a PowerPoint deck. It, it works in the field. Um, you know, real quick before we take a quick break, Jill, what, what are some of the things that, that you're promoting now? What are some of, some of the places people should look if they want to learn more about social selling specifically from you? Yeah. So I, um, I don't really, my my primary place where I publish content is LinkedIn. So I'm publishing original content via LinkedIn. You can go to my, my profile and, and then look at what I've published. I share other people's content. As you know, Matt, I'm really a big fan of leveraging uh, other people's content from the industry because I can't produce enough original content and I like to pull the best from what others are doing. Um, so when you when you follow me on LinkedIn or on Twitter, you won't just see Joe Rowley uh, original stuff. You'll see the best of the best curated content. Um, in fact, I'm so tight now with some of the analysts uh, who are covering social selling. Uh, Forrester released their new report on social selling yesterday, and, and I had received an advanced copy of it before it was even published. So, you know, I'm able to... Uh, really stay very tightly in tune with what's happening and how the, the space is maturing. Um, so certainly for me, but there's analysts that are covering it. Forrester's doing a phenomenal job. Um, Sales for Life is a company I work with in Toronto. I'm meeting with them while I'm here. And they do a lot of the, the training um, and enablement around uh, giving salespeople the skills and the coaching that they need to be successful. Those are, and, and then from a content perspective, I'm a big fan of Trapit blog. Uh, Trapit, they've got some phenomenal content on social selling. Those are just a few of my favorite resources lately. Awesome. We've got uh, Jill Rally with us today on Sales Pipeline Radio, modern marketing expert, social selling evangelist, startup advisor. She's uh, all over the place. Great person to listen to. You can find her at jillrally.com. Look her up on LinkedIn. She's got some great resources, some great blog posts. We got a lot more. Let's spend a little more time with Jill Rally when we come back from break. This has been Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. You are under the gun to generate revenue. You need your pipeline full with real deals to make your number. The Vanilla Group is the only firm that delivers telebased lead generation programs exclusively for enterprise technology providers that get you there. The Vanilla Group achieves results five times higher than industry standards for outbound lead generation year after year. By utilizing their unique telesales 2.0 methodology, they make sure you're in front of the key influencers you need to be. They are an award-winning company and results are unsurpassed. The Vanilla Group supports tech firms from Fortune 500 companies to startups. 
To learn more, visit vanellagroup.com, spelled V-A-N-E-L-L-A group.com, or call 888-335-0340. That's 888-335-0340. Follow us on Twitter at Vanella Group. And now back to Matt and his guest. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, we, uh, if you, if you're just catching up on Sales Pipeline Radio, I know we end up getting more guests every week, more people checking out the uh, the podcast, people checking out the past episodes. You can check us out at salespipelineradio.com. All of our past episodes, all of our past amazing guests up on Sales Pipeline Radio. We've got our interview with Jay Bear, uh, author of Hug Your Haters. Uh, last week we had a great conversation with Dave Stein, the author of Beyond the Sales Process. I'm very excited just getting some amazing people on the show uh and moving forward as we get past memorial day weekend into june into the summer of months excited next week to feature sanjay puri sanjay is the managing director of nine mile labs nine mile is a seattle-based incubator that specifically focuses on b2b companies i love what they're doing i love the focus they've done a lot of great work on companies uh that are in the sales and marketing space uh coming up in future weeks we've got arden cleese you're gonna love her story she's written a book called uh, i don't have it in front of me now i should remember this it's something about your boss spinach in your boss's teeth arden is an expert on business etiquette and she's done a ton of work helping salespeople and especially inside salespeople improve their etiquette on the phone uh in email in in every channel and many of those channels for inside sales teams increasingly are social and today we're featuring jill rowley the queen of social selling and one of the more prominent and in my opinion one of the more accurate social selling evangelists and experts in the market today and you know jill we were talking before the break about just the integration of social selling with selling overall uh, and that the most successful reps are not living all day long in social channels. They're using it as a component of their overall mix. What does that really mean for traditional channels like the phone and even email? And how is that changing as the buyer changes? Yeah, good question. So here I say this quite often, um, you know, a lot of sales leaders have built their uh, sales plays around uh, call, email, call, email, call, email, call, email, call, email, call, email, and buyers are going ignore, delete, ignore, delete, ignore, delete, ignore, delete, ignore, delete, ignore, delete. However, you do hear buyers talk about when they receive something that is very specific to that individual, that company, that industry that talks about an insight that they didn't already know or something that is of value to them, um, that's when they respond to those channels. And so to learn more about your buyer so that you can provide that insight and know more about them and be more relevant, social is the channel really to do research. You can do research to be relevant, to build relationships, that ultimately drive revenue. And, and you know, what I try to do in social, in particular the, the more senior level people that you sell to, uh, they're, they're more usually, uh, they may not be active as much in, in social media, but certainly they may have uh, contributed or been, been quoted in an, an article. They may have been interviewed uh, for a blog. They may have uh, had a video um, of them when they were speaking at a conference. I, I consume that content, and then I leverage their language. For example, uh, I'm working with Brocade, and Christine Heckart, the CMO, I listen to some of her content, and one of the things that she talks about is thinking big, starting small, and moving fast. 
And so when my email to Christine, yes, it's an email. It didn't have to be a tweet or a, a LinkedIn message. It said, Christine, I welcome the opportunity to help Brocade think big, start small, and move fast with social selling. So it's all about using these digital channels and these social networks to do research so that you can be more relevant when you do make the phone call, when you do have the face-to-face -face meeting, when you do send an email. Um, you can't ignore social, period. If your buyers are in social, you need to be in social. Well, I think that, that that advice applies to every channel, right? I mean, if your buyers are there, it's somewhere you need to be. If your buyers aren't there, maybe it's not going to be as high a priority. And so, I, you know, I, I occasionally get questions from people, whether it's marketers or sales reps, that say, well, should we? what should we be doing on Snapchat? What should we be doing on, you know, enter the new flavor of the month, whatever? And I would imagine, Jill, that your, your, your feedback on that is not, well, Snapchat's everywhere you need to use it, but it's back to your, you know, one of your hashtags, know thy buyer. Yeah, and it's, it's are your buyers there? And do they want to hear from you there? But the other, the other uh, ring around the, around the planet is not just your direct buyers, but the people who influence your buyers. So maybe your, your, your buyers aren't actually on Twitter, but the people, the smarty pants people in the industry who are on top of the trends, who, who know the themes, who are respected and known by your buyers, they're on Twitter then that's a great channel for you to learn from those experts, to engage with those experts, to build your social influence and capital with those experts. So yes, be where your buyers are, but also be where the people are. Be where, be where the people who influence your buyers are. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good point. I think, you know, when you know that buyer, you know, it goes beyond just the people who you're working with on a daily basis. There may be others in the organization that are influencers uh, that you may not get to talk to, uh, that may be sort of silent partners in the sale, that may be those that introduce the idea of, uh, of, of the need for a particular outcome or need for a particular solution. They may hear from you uh, from, from, other, from other formats as well. How does this advice change or, you know, how is it a little different? I know you, you've been spending a lot of time working with a lot of startups. You're an advisor to a number of companies really all over the country and all over North America doing some interesting things in B2B. How does this, this advice change if, it's an, if you're an early stage company that does not have an Oracle size sales force? Is the, is the approach different? Is, is the way you would prioritize social selling and, and social selling integration different for those earlier stage companies versus the big ones? Well, the, the approach is not nearly as programmatic, right? So um, it, one of the things that Forrester actually found in their report that they just launched was that in particular the larger companies, uh, they, they need to look at social selling um, more from the, the, the business initiative level and understand that there's uh, planning, proper planning that's involved. Um, you've got to have executive buy-in, you have to have, you know, capital and resource investments, you have to embed social into your current systems, methodologies, process, processes, you have to get a tight alignment between uh, marketing and sales, and often uh, this is best owned by a sales enablement and training team to really drive that behavioral transformation um, and to really align it to what the organization's already doing. I mean, an example in a large company would be if you're, you know, if you use the challenger sale methodology and you've invested in the TAS group in terms of their account-based uh, selling approach, 
and opportunity management, then social needs to be weaved into the challenger and has uh, things that the reps are already doing. So um, for smaller companies, it's just a lot easier, right? You don't have all that complexity, all of that, you know, cross-functional alignment. You don't have, you know, uh, you know, to get executive buy-in, you just go to the, you know, you just uh, you look over to your right or your left, and the CEO is sitting right there. So I think it's, you know, it's easier for smaller companies to move fast. Um, it's a lot harder for larger companies to to do the upfront. Uh, strategic planning to, to really look at it from a programmatic approach. We're talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Jill Rowley, who is a, an evangelist, startup advisor, uh, is the queen of social selling and getting some good insights into how companies are integrating social selling into their environments. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, as, as companies say, okay, we need to do it, we need to impl- implement this, whether you've got a sales team of 10 people or 10,000 people, where does this start? Is this is this a sales initiative? Is this a marketing initiative? You know, you mentioned working with some CMOs. Um, is this a sales enablement function? Who? Wh- where are the best ways and what are the best entry points? Uh, to coordinate and, and launch and ramp up a social selling initiative in an organization? Yeah, so it's a good question, and, and I'll do my consulting answer because I spent six years in consulting before my 52 quarters on quota. It really depends. I mean, going back to know thy buyer, know thy customer, know, know how your, your, your organization is aligned. Um, you know, with the example that I was talking about with Brocade, I, here's, how, here's how it works. Right, they have a head of sales who owns their federal um, the uh, federal division. He, when he joined Brocade five years ago, he, he knew he knew LinkedIn uh, was a channel that uh, needed to be leveraged, and so he, on his own, has taken his federal team through a journey of becoming uh, social selling enabled on his own, without any resources really um, from the training or enablement team. He, he does have a marketer who on his team has been aligned to him. But now when you look at, okay, rolling out social selling more broadly to the global sales organization, um, that, that conversation, that's when I had to ask your top sales leader, the one who actually uh, has to report to your CEO and the board the numbers. That person, is that person bought in? And if not, we need to get buy-in from that executive. right? You've already proven in your division that this works, that this has a direct impact on pipeline and revenue. And so we need to be able to roll this out more broadly and change the behavior of, you know, 1,400 sales professionals, not just, you know, 100 and some in the federal group. We need that executive buy-in. And the reason why I went and met with the CMO is because I needed to understand marketing's commitment to providing the content, uh, brocade-branded content, but also third-party thought leadership content, uh, non-brocade-branded content, providing that content for the fuel for the sales professional social selling initiative. So it requires that alignment and that buy-in. You've got to have executive sponsorship uh, from an enablement and training. It's good to have them involved because they're the ones who have usually rolled out prior programs. Uh, but the reality is that only 25% of companies even have people dedicated to sales enablement. We're running out of time here. Unfortunately, I want to thank uh, Jill Rowley, uh, our guest today on Sales Pipeline Radio, uh, startup advisor, social selling evangelist, University of Virginia alumni. Wow. Uh, wow. There you go. Calling in, calling in from uh, 
the Great White North, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Jill, thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, if you want to hear more from Jill, you can check her out at jillrally.com. As she mentioned, she does a lot of great content on LinkedIn, so definitely check her out on LinkedIn as well. Uh, if you want to connect with her, you'd better send a personalized invite or she will ignore it, I guarantee you. Uh, thanks very much, Jill, for being with us today. We're going to have some great guests coming up on Sales Pipeline Radio as we head into the summer. Next week, Sanjay Puri, the Managing Director of the B2B-only incubator, Nine Mile Lab. If you want to check out a, a replay of Jill's kind of conversation with Sales Pipeline Radio today, you can go to salespipelineradio.com. You can find us on the uh, iTunes uh, store in the podcast section. You can find us on Google Play as well. Check out some of our awesome past episodes. We'll see you next week. Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been surfing the web, riding the wave, and learning all about sales pipelines with the master himself, Matt Hines from Hines Marketing.